Hi, and welcome to Veterinary Journal Club. Thanks for joining us. I am super pleased to welcome Dr. Anna Figueredo to the podcast today. Um, uh, Anna and I started working together a couple of months ago here at um, Virginia, Maryland. And Anna is a, an ER doctor, a faculty member here. And you uh, trained in Brazil and then came to the U.S. a little bit later. And so that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about your story. So welcome, Anna. Thank you, Bobby, for introduction. Thank you guys for having me here. So what I want to, Bobby asked me to talk about the experience of, you know, uh, how veterinary medicine is in Brazil and moving here. How was that and why? You know, a lot of reasons, but um, it's veterinary medicine in Brazil and here, it's different. I think Um, veterinarians here in the United States are way more recognized than in Brazil. And I think it starts with education. And you say recognized, you mean like appreciated. People say, oh, that's a a good job. Well, um, salaries are much better here, Uh are recognized by society as, Mm -hmm. you know, um, a good profession and everything. But in Brazil, I think starts all with the education Mm -hmm. part of things. Yeah. Because we have way too many vet schools in the country. Uh, okay. Here, I think now we're up to 32 or so. In the U.S., something like that. In the U.S. Yeah. In Brazil, we have more than 350 vet oh, schools. Oh, so okay. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a few. It's a lot. In my city, wow. I'm from the south of Brazil. So there we have, they just created uh, the, the last one. Was, we have eight in one city. Wow, in one city. Right. And it's, it's so a lot of professions are thrown in the market like every year. So there's not a lot of jobs for everybody, depending on which, you know, which service you want to go. Right. There's a lot of, you know. So like how big are each of these vet schools? Are they like, how many students, like how many students were in your class? So usually it's like 40, 50 students per class. Okay. A little bit smaller. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But still not enough to account for that many schools. Right. Because it's too many. And we have the the division there is we have, like here we have state schools as well Uh and you have the private ones. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, in Brazil, we, we're the same thing. We have uh-huh. the state schools, we have federal schools, and we have okay. the public, the private, private ones. ones. And this became like more like a money maker. Yeah. yeah. So they started creating vet schools a couple of years wow. ago. They almost created an online vet school, wow. only online. There was not even COVID involved. This was just like oh, let's just because they're just gonna do we can online. Churn out even more people, yeah. Right. So everybody got crazy. It's like it's not feasible. <laughs> Shut this down. So yeah. it didn't and then happen. COVID happened and they were like, bring it back, bring <laughs> <Right>. it back. <laughs> well, they may try again. Yeah. Hopefully not. Wow. Because it's just. Yeah, that would be hard to do all of that right. school online. There's no like way to learn. Like 100% of it. Yikes. Right. So there's a lot of schools that I do kind of question the methods and sure. how people are thought. Of course, that in Brazil, I think that the good thing is that the public schools it, we don't have like here you need to have good grades throughout mm-hmm. your like all your uh, training yeah, yeah. all your yeah, training generally. to get to enter uh-huh. uh, into a vet school so we need to take a test gotcha. before entering so if you pass you pass into that vet school if you don't so the public again. schools are a little more selective than, than the is. private ones because they're not just in it to make money right Got so it. the public ones is way harder to okay pass okay because the teaching is better of course you need there's pros and cons but you also if you pass on the public school you don't pay anything for a vet school okay that's a pretty good incentive right so that's why you know there's way more people that want to do that right um but if you don't get in or you don't pass that then right there are many 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 other other options for you many 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 okay it's expensive and it's not very good but it depends on what the person wants right yeah yeah 
So is there, how familiar familiar are you with like the regulation of, of the school? So like in the U.S., we have the AVMA, right. which regulates and accredits the right. various vet schools. And so, I mean, it, you could, you could, you know, decide I'm going to start a vet school and you can do that. Right. But that doesn't mean you're accredited, which means the people who graduate from there aren't not gonna be, legitimate. Right. <laughs> yeah. So. so in Brazil, we, we do have a... Uh, um, like, uh, how can I say? Like a licensing body well, or a government? Yes, yeah, somebody who oversight. It's a, right. It's a federal okay. um, federal accreditation type thing yeah. that they have, but it's not as restricted as here. Gotcha. So they allow, you know, usually a professor needs to have a doctorate. Like mm-hmm. in Brazil, it's way more. So here, if you want to specialize, I feel like it's way more internship or residency. Mm-hmm. Um, then in Brazil, it's more mas- master's and doctorate. Gotcha. Um, and... For the universities that are just opening up, they just want to make money. Yeah, they don't. They don't really require that. Gotcha. They don't have like we don't have AVMA or something that will gotcha regulate that regulate. or oversee that the, or at the, least make recommendations. Right. They have the education, um, the Minister of Education, like okay. the ministry there that will regulate. Mm-hmm. But I think is way the process it's very is broad, way, yeah. right? Broad and a little weaker than gotcha. I think here. Okay. So that's why I feel like they're just opening a lot of gotcha. schools all around and. And the, we don't have, the teaching is not standardized. So it's, it's a lot of things that. Right. But that tricky. also, you're just, even if every one of those schools was amazing. Right. That's a lot it's of veterinarians in the world. Yeah. Right. Um, right. And that's why it makes it harder. Yeah. For, for us to find jobs or good jobs. Right. Or to make money find, doing a job. Right. Cause you like. Can, you can find, yeah. you can find, you, you're going to have a job. However, you're going to be paid not enough for you to survive. Yikes. On your own. So yeah. that's, that. This was definitely one of the reasons why I decided that I had to leave. But the biggest one, that's when the, the last drop that I said, I cannot do this anymore here. Yeah. Or either was changing careers uh-huh. or yeah. changing place. But careers, I didn't know what else to do. Like, like this is what I, I want to do. I always wanted to be a vet. There was no other option. So yeah. it's like, so I may, may need to pursue somewhere else. So it was just, because um, here you always have a technician, you're, you always have staff with you yeah. when you're working. So in Brazil, a lot of times I would do like overnight uh, shift just by myself. Yeah. So I'm the There's only person. No one. Yeah. No one. So it's you by yourself. And I had this very critical dog. Uh, it was a little like miniature pincher. And mm-hmm. I don't remember. It was a respiratory problem. I think it was congestive heart failure. I don't remember exactly what it was, but the dog was breathing pretty horrible. Mm-hmm. And I saw that the dog was going to code. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you can't do CPR by yourself. Right. And this was very frustrating. And the, like where the, the ICU was, was like in the back of the building, Uh didn't have any oxygen. So I had to run with the dogs in front of the building where going to the OR where there was oxygen. Oh my God. And I was trying to intubate the dog by myself and trying to get a, you know, drugs in and CPR. And that made me so frustrated. That was like, I'm not doing anything for this dog. I'm just watching her die and not doing anything for her. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, so I'm I need to change. I'm I, done. I was done that day. Oh, wow. I was done. I was like, okay. I, t- I went home. You'd been thinking about it for a while, but this was right. the straw. This, this was, was the thing yeah. that just saved. The last no. straw, yep. Right. So I went home and I told my parents like, well, I may look into something else now. <laughs> so I'm just like, I cannot do this anymore. It's not yeah. feasible. Yeah. And, you know, and my parents were always very supportive, but I had no idea how that how? was going to work yeah, yeah i don't had no idea how i was, I was yeah. like well let's see how what we can find so what did you do then yeah so you're just like 
you know, <laughs> so I started, send out resumes to various countries. <laughs> like, can I come I, here? So yeah. So yeah. What do you do? Actually, it was one of the things because I started stalking people actually because <laughs> I had, I had Facebook at the time. So I started stalking people. Every Brazilian that I saw, <laughs> every page like, oh, this university or went, went somewhere else. Oh my God. I, so you're like, okay, they're willing to take a Brazilian. What? Maybe I, they'll take a second one. <laughs> no, I would message everybody like saying, oh, that's hi. Awesome. Like I'd never yeah, heard just, of the person, never saw anyone. But I was very like, but you, you know, but, but you know, like they kind of get what you're right. Where are you coming? Where from? you're coming from? We come from the same right. Situation. So they probably experience right. some of the same well, frustrations. Maybe, yeah. Most of them, not not everybody, but but it was to me was my starting point. Yeah. Or how I would have yeah. an idea of how to do that. And these were people who were all over the world. Mainly, or yeah, primarily. So, okay. Uh, North America, so uh -huh. Canada, United States, mm -hmm. Australia. I had some people from. Um, uh, London. Yep, so okay, yep. Right. UK. So you were you were like I'm pretty much up for going wherever Any, I can. Well, yeah, yep. anywhere. Okay. No no restrictions at this point. Right. Yeah. Anywhere yeah. where I can go. Okay. So people helped me and oh, they told awesome. me and they step by step. A lot of people, not everybody. Some people sure. didn't have time and I know how sure. busy things are here. So I got a got a feeling how things worked. And then after I knew kind of how things worked, I started, and then I started stalking universities yeah, and emailing everybody when going to the websites and yeah. seeing how, who how, should I contact? How do I get in? Yeah. Right. What, what should I do? Can I visit? So at that point you've got your, uh, it's a DVM in Brazil. DVM. It mm -hmm. is still a DVM. So right. your equivalent degree, but, um, generally foreign, um, vet schools, things like that, you don't have, it's not equivalent, um, as, the uh, most of them now some of them are there are a few um you know vet programs in other countries that are avma accredited right. but not many not um many. and in Brazil, so I don't think we have any of them. Yeah. yeah and so you had to then say i have i have a dvm but it doesn't necessarily count so right what did what you have to do steps? there so the thing is the avma they have the list of accredited schools mm -hmm. um and they have like a more broad list yeah of universities that are accredited yeah um but you still need to do your cfgv yes. or, or validate your diploma here right. so my university that i graduated in brazil it is on the list oh cool but um, I still need to. You had to take the exam. Right. But at least they would say, if you here. pass the exam, we you're, will recognize you, can, you. Right. And there are right. some schools where even if you pass the exam, no. they won't recognize some, it. Got some it. universities, they're not even in there. You need to put the university first. Gotcha. Uh, but my university was already so that, there. So that the, gave you a, a little advantage. Easier. Right. So at least I could come for um, to have experience on a university. So I could. Right. Because it. as long as you have mentorship, they'll they'll accept that until right. you take your exam. Got it. Right. Yep. But it's not it's not like, you know, I first contact them to. Because they wouldn't, if I apply, let's say I'll go yeah. on the matching program from Brazil mm -hmm. and they will like look and say, who is this crazy person? Just, I don't know yeah. who this one is. So yeah. I had to come here first to visit gotcha. and get letters of, letters of reference and then gotcha. apply next year. So you came and tried to find a, just a job wherever you could? Right. So first I uh, scheduled visits with three universities. So okay. I went to North Carolina State, Pennsylvania and Washington State. Cool. Because these were the universities that were more um, receptive, I guess. Receptive, to... but also a lot of them charge weekly oh. for the visit. And it was wow. kind of hard already to come. Like the, the money was very uh, tight. So I was like, yeah, I cannot pay extra. It's going to be <laughs> Jeez. hard enough to, to fly there. Yeah, and you're like, a place to I don't stay. know if you know what veterinarians make in Brazil, but it's not a lot. <laughs> no, no, wow. very good. Oh my gosh. So these ones, I talked to them. Pennsylvania was pretty expensive. So I talked to them. I was like, yeah, can I stay one week for free type thing? Maybe, <laughs> yeah. you know, but they let me. Uh, That's it awesome. was really good. So I stayed two weeks, North Carolina State, one week, Pennsylvania, and then a month in Washington okay, State. Okay, cool. And, uh, you know, I 
when I arrived there, I knew that I wanted to do an internship and come back. Yeah. So the first day I was like, well, I would like to ask letters of reference, you know, yeah. at so the end. Pay so attention. Just, right, yeah, just, that's where I'm here. Just check out and see yeah. how things are. But you went as like a student where you volunteer or uh, shadowing? Were shadowing. You, okay. Mm-hmm. So gotcha. just externship. Yep. So just shadow and, and, you know. But you had been working as a veterinarian in, in Brazil. Brazil. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. I've been working since yeah. I graduated in 2010 as a veterinarian um, in Brazil, but wasn't, yeah. But you still kind of had to like go back almost to the beginning. Right. It's not the same at all. When I first arrived at Washington State, I was amazed. I was like, oh, my God, this is uh, never going to happen. There's people around. (laughs) There's There's somebody to help you hold the animal. Oh, my gosh. So many people, technicians, things that I was never like, I was like, that's amazing. Like Nowadays. Really spoiled brats. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Because if you go back, even for me now, if I ever go back, it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard for me to to not having the, the, yeah. the people to yeah, help us. It is so really hard. Here's way different. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, I think it's it's better. So let's yeah. try and see what happens. Yeah. And So you yeah. spent your month uh, at Washington and were able to, right. um, so able to work a little home. bit more time with them right. Um, right. and get some letters of recommendation. Right. Okay, Exactly. Cool. So they yeah. gave me letters. Nice. Um, and then I applied in the following year. So I got the internship there and that's how things started. And the more... I stayed here in the U.S. The more I saw the difference, like the yeah. gaps on the teaching. Also, it's it's different, and I think the for me the main, well, when you first move, it was first language was hard. Oh yeah, so talking to people was tricky. So, did you speak much English before? So, like, n- no, I did. Um, what I always watched a lot of uh, movies in English. Yeah. Okay. And I. So you probably understood it reasonably well. Right. Okay. Yeah. But I had to also take like a, a course, yeah. English course. So this Brazil. was after vet school. You've been in practice and you said, I think I'm going to go to another country, right. find an English pinky country. And you're like, now I have to learn the language. Right. I Good actually Lord. have been, oh. I have been on English since I was a kid. Okay. But and not I, like using I, it no, much. No, 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 yeah. no. I would go to school and you learn, you know, the regular thing. But yeah. when I was like, yeah, maybe. But I'll it doesn't make you fluent or no. at least, at least the language that we do in the U.S. I, it's even yeah, trickier because you come, you don't, you don't learn about medical terms or terminology yeah. or anything in English classes. No. They're like, they're going to teach you how to talk to people, right. but you're not going to be. Yeah. So how to, how to have a discussion of a medical condition right. with a client. Yeah. So it was really exactly yeah. talking to the client in English. Like, yeah. And I'll sometimes I'll like, mm, I don't know how to say this. <laughs> and you know, it was tricky. Yeah. But you know, the more you do, the sure. more you, yeah, you get better you, at it. You get it. Yeah. So it was was a learning process and also like how I felt like how behind I was, you know, on the, with the medical training right, side of medical things. wise. Gotcha. So, um, catching up and trying to catch up was really hard too. Cause it was more, cause intern life is also already hard. Yes. And then you have to have to work maybe twice as hard as anyone yeah. else. Would be, was and then it's not your first language, right. which and adds a, a hard, whole nother layer. Right. It's, sometimes it would be Portuguese. <laughs> some, I was like, I can't understand in English. Maybe it should go to Portuguese and see if we'll understand it better. Oh, gosh. So even nowadays, yeah. nowadays yeah. it's, it's kind of yeah. tricky. But um, I felt like when I moved here, I saw how different things were. And culture also is different. Yeah. I feel like we, in Brazil, we, we, we run things differently. I think we are more... Kind of not laid back, but we're more chill sometimes. And it, having, for me, a big change was lunchtime. 
Oh yeah. So here, what I've learned. <laughs> you mean you mean do you get to have lunch? Right. It's like what what is that? And I w- I would stop at Washington State. I would stop and like I have my lunch. So I'll sit down and I'll eat. And they're like, what are you doing? Yeah. People are like, you can't do this. Like, what what what's happening? What what am I, I not do? allowed a lunch? Right. And it was like it was a shock for me. It was like, what I need because people walk and, and eat at the same time and they're like eat this and then I will do this and I was like what? And in Brazil you have one hour. Yeah. At least you yeah. may have. You may have a few, you may have your, yeah. So we'd go home and eat and even like take a nap after and. Your siesta. Right, that's what we would do. (laughs) And he was like, nope. Mm-mm. You you work right through lunch. So this Isn't that terrible? It was really yeah. it was a shock for me. I was like, my parents they were like they don't understand. <laughs> what does not compute? Yeah, right. yeah. it's just it's just so it's different. Like, they're probably the way, so worried about you. They're, <laughs> yeah, like, they're like they're not letting you eat. <laughs> What's happening there? You need to have lunch. Oh my well, goodness! Like, you you eat you eat and you, eat when you get can. home. Yeah, you <laughs> shove some food in your face on the fly. Right, okay, exactly. so I had sort of the opposite experience when I went to South Africa. Um, we had tea time. Tea not time. golf tea time, but like every day at 1030, we stop and we have tea and then you can have high tea as well. So like afternoon. So this isn't breakfast, lunch or dinner. This is in Just between a- all of those. Yeah. So like at 1030, like I was in the ICU one day and they're like, okay, we're all going for tea. And I'm like, I'm sorry, what? We're doing what? Because I you know, was here and I was like, we, what? we do what? I was like, it's not lunchtime. I, I don't know what you're talking. Yeah, we go, we sit down and they had a whole room, a tea room just outside the ICU. Like there were multiple tea rooms throughout the hospital and you would go and you would have coffee or tea and you would take a 30 minute break and this is expected. Everybody's like, oh, we don't schedule things. This is tea time. Now, obviously if that something urgent was happening, we didn't right. do that. We might right. have tea time a little later that day. Right. But the tea <laughs> but like, time was still happening. You take tea time. <laughs> and then sometimes like, oh, we're having high tea at three three o'clock in the afternoon. We're going to go up and we're going to have, um, uh, you know, tea and biscuits uh, or, or cookies. Cookies for those of you who um, they're not actual biscuits, but that, yeah, tea and cookies. And I was like, I, I got. I mean, I sure I can adapt to this. <laughs> I can have tea. That's fine. I didn't I have coffee because I'm not a coffee drinker, right. but I was like, I can have some tea. Sure, that yeah. So and it was awesome. And so we'd sit around all the. All the sisters, all the, the they called nurses sisters um, oh, nice. in South Africa. So we'd all sit, so it was me and, and all the nurses and we would sit around and have tea. And like, and it wasn't just the ICU nurses. It was like the, like the radiology nurses and the, the surgery. Yeah. And like all the nurses had their own little tea time. And I was like, this is awesome. That is so amazing. Um, I tried I to, that. I tried to get that be a thing when I came back. It, it didn't it catch on. I don't think, yeah, I don't think it worked. <laughs> it I don't didn't think... catch on. It should, but anyway. Right. But it's just so, such a different. Yeah, like, it is. Mine, mine was in a much easier transition than right. yours would have been. Right. Right, right. But uh, yeah, you don't mess with tea time. Right. Um, don't. Yeah. See, because it's a tradition, it's yeah. culture there. So it well, just it's kind of an, like, like take a break. Like you've been at work for several hours. It's time to take a break. It wasn't right. forever. We'll sit around, chat, have some tea and biscuits, and then we'll go back to work. Nice That's and refreshed. Uh, no, not so. Just, you know, gulp down your tea and coffee or whatever. <laughs> um, if you're lucky, right if you now. had breakfast. All right, get back to work. <laughs> right, um, right now. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. That's the. That's crazy. That's crazy. But it's just the cultural thing. It's yeah. just how things. Yeah. And it, it, you know, you can adapt. First year, I think, was the roughest one. I'm sure. And then it was like, oh, I need to adapt to these things. I need to, I need to, you know, that's how things work in here. Right, because so. in, in your mind, you'd made this commitment. Like, yes, there's some downsides to this, but at the end of the day, oh, yeah. I can see right. the goal. My, you know, I can, I can see where I'm headed. Right, and exactly. That's motivating. And, and that's the thing, because the thing for me mainly was, you know, like in my, we don't come from a wealthy family, so I still had right. to help at gotcha. home but in brazil i couldn't do anything like i right. could barely survive myself right so I was like, let yeah, alone I, support anyone else i cannot do anything so here it's so much different and i feel like 
I can do much more. I'm so f- even on their crummy intern salary, which by oh, yeah. American standards is terrible, right. this was still far superior. Much better. Um, so like, were you able, to, were you like sending, you know, money back home? Right. So as an intern here, I would, I wouldn't stand as much. Sure. I was able to support myself, you know, by, you know, uh, you know, I could, i never was able to buy a car for me in Brazil, but in Washington state, I wow. was going all around. It was very, you know, old little guy but i loved it so much because yeah. it saved my life do you know like, what it was it was a mitsubishi montero sport 1997 nice. 1997 mitsubishi montero sport and it took me everywhere oh, i love awesome. that car so much <laughs> it saved me every day i was thanking god for that car because that's awesome you know and the snow because i moved from brazil oh and there's yeah, a lot of right. snow and i was like i don't like this anymore oh, and thank God it was a four-wheel drive. So, well, but lucky, I, I never, I was not, I was not choosing the cars. Right. Whatever I can pay for yeah. it. So it's just, but it just worked out. It worked oh, perfectly. That's awesome. Oh, I loved that car. And my dad was like, he was always asking about it. He loved the car too. Because he, he knew it was taking me everywhere. So everything's fine. That's so cute. So I was able to support myself, not to send too much home. Um, but, but at, at least, least they, they didn't have to worry about it. Right. You. They were yeah. fine. Well, of course, I still net, net had to help. Yeah. But I couldn't. But then once I moved here, so yeah. now it's it's much better. So gotcha. I can help much more. Gotcha. And things are much so they were place. they were able to say, hey, we know you can't help right now, but in the right. it, we're we're on a path to get you to where you right. can potentially help some more. And, yeah. and is that pretty typical then in Brazil for like you know you you obviously live at home, you grow up when as a kid, and then you become an adult, you get a job, but that you're going to continue to help support your family. That's very I normal. I think that's very normal. I feel like most people, unless you're if you can, if your family needs help, yeah, and you can help it, I feel it's a common thing to do in Brazil. Yeah, I, I know. In the U.S., it's everybody. kind of the opposite, right? Like where, you know, your, you know, your parents. This is sort of a generational thing too, is like the world and the economy and you know things. We, it would be more like. I guess the, the the meme or the joke would be the person who's you know in their 30s and still living at home with their parents because right. they can't afford their own apartment or they can't afford to buy a house. So it's sort of flipped um, right. from from what you experience in Brazil. So you know here it's more like okay, woo, I can finally move out of my parents' basement and and live on my yeah. own. Where it's it's more and, and that's just because is that. Because there are, for other professions, it's kind of the same way where it's so saturated with, you know, other, you know, physicians or, you know, mechanics or landscapers or, you know, restaurant workers. It's just there's so many in that job that you can't make a good living. Right. I feel like veterinary medicine is very particular. It's particularly bad. Yeah. Okay. Physicians, they're fine. Like my sister is a lawyer. She's doing great. My brother is a philosopher, but he's working at the bank and he's doing fine too. So they are... You know, um, I think for them, you know, they're fine where they are. If I if I had a good opportunity there where I could survive yeah. on my own and help at home, I don't, I don't, I. But the problem is that also we would have support, right? You know, there's not all the support in the clinic, so I think the frustration yeah. would keep happening. And right. this and this was the main reason that made me change. Right. It wasn't necessarily the the, f- the finances. Right. I mean, that's part of it, but right. it was mostly that you wanted to be able to practice a certain quality of right. medicine and you, exactly. weren't, you weren't seeing that as an option. Right. Yeah. And I was just feeling that I was just watching patients die without yeah. doing anything for them. Right. And that's the whole purpose of being a veterinarian to right. help them, you know, right. like do something and not be like, yeah. And this was the thing that really yeah. 
you know, that's what like, drove yeah, you. Yeah, right. for sure. Like, yeah, I cannot. But then that. there's these other things that come up. Right. right? Of course, so, yeah. Always yeah. More stuff. But I feel like now, you know, I've, I've always been very attached to my family yeah. and we are always very close. You know, I always would go home and have lunch. We always had the meals together and my, even my brother. Yeah. And my Cause sister, you had an hour or so right. plus for lunch. So you just right. go home. Yeah. Even, yeah my time. brother would come home. My sister would come home. We were all the five of us would have meal and that's what we would do regularly. And just moving from, you know, far away, we cannot do yeah. that. It's hard, but I feel like overall, when I can go home, the quality of the time is so much better because oh, we can yeah. do much more. We yeah. can be together and enjoy without, you know, stressing too much about other stuff. So That's I think really it's, nice. it's better. The trade-off is, is there. Yeah. You don't get to see them as much, but the time you do right. get to spend is, oh, it's, is yeah. higher quality. And the fact that I can help them more just makes everything yeah, better. For sure. Yeah. Ugh. So, okay, just... You did your internship right. and then you're like, okay, I feel like this was a ridiculous year. It's really hard. That's true for everybody. The internship's a really hard year, but you got a lot of good training, right. um, worked on a lot of things. So then what did you do? So I did a first year internship and then I applied for residencies. Didn't match. I applied for internships again because I was like, yeah, maybe I need a little more training. A little more time. Right. And then I stayed at Washington State for a more year and then I was like, yeah, maybe now because I saw how I had gone a lot of residents in there so i knew how hard it was and everything so we were interns and residents we mm -hmm. kind of go yeah um through the same like similar things yeah. um and then i was like well now since i've been here for two years i would like to help more yeah. at home so i'll look for jobs and see yeah. if there's anything that i can do yeah they'll help me more so then i found here so i had the opportunity to here uh at virginia tech and there's another opportunity in qatar that they wanted oh. to bring me there as a qatar is like my dad like lost his mind like you're not going to qatar <laughs> that is just too much you're not going there it's you're bad either, enough that you went to, right, to north america either yeah. go to virginia or you come back home because qatar is the the they're like they're crazy i was like okay don't get crazy so let's see you know let's see how things are going to be in virginia give that a shot right yeah. and it worked out so i've been here ever since and i do think it's you know uh i'm very grateful for everything yeah and how, yeah. how things have been and so now you are um, emergency faculty. Right. Um, so after, okay, so you said you graduated in 2010. Right. And so now 10 years after graduating, um, or a little less than that, I guess. Right. Um, yeah. You, yeah. So, I mean, because you are you were an intern not that long ago, but I think it's easy to forget, like, you were a veterinarian for several years right. before that. Right. Um, and so, yeah, maybe it wasn't the ideal circumstances, but that still gives you a lot of experience. And, right. Um, it did. You know, it just some confidence in, you know, mm -hmm. when you, I can say, I, there were times when I was an intern and it wasn't the ideal scenario and I, I might have been completely on my own not as completely there were other people in the building but not necessarily nearby mm -hmm. so I had to do a lot on my own during my internship as well and it's hard but it's also it makes you very self-sufficient you're right. very independent and right. you're just kind of like having these people around as a luxury I mean I've since forgotten all that and now I'm like I'm like <laughs> I need help somebody come do all these things right. for me but um but for a while there I was uh, it, it did make me um I, I think it was a good challenge maybe not always the best for the patients but right. it was good for my training um and did make me a little bit um, more independent when it came to uh, you know tougher situations later but um so yeah i mean you have you know a wealth of experience different types of experience and a right. different perspective mm -hmm. um it which i think is really you, nice yeah it definitely makes you grow grow when you're on your own you like mm -hmm. make decisions and it's only you yeah. just do what you think you do the best be you done. can yeah right and in brazil before even because um, i wanted to like not I wanted to learn more and specialize, but in result, like I wanted to do a residency, mm -hmm. but I figured that out like later, like about 2014, 2015, yeah. before I came here. 
And but in Brazil, you have this rule that you can just apply for residencies. You have a time limit, so it's oh. only three years after you graduate. After oh, wow. that, you can't okay. apply anymore. Hmm. So it was like, well, interesting. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand I mean, exactly why. Yeah. Maybe you get a little bit further removed from the academic aspect right. of things, but it's like, yeah, but I can go back and learn stuff. Right, <laughs> exactly. I agree with that. Yeah. And I don't know mm. why the and universities they don't they don't take you. Like, so nope. wow. Yeah. It's okay. Like, okay. Let's try to find something else. Yeah. <laughs> Somewhere yeah. else, hopefully, he'll find. I mean, do, are, are there a lot of people applying for residencies in Brazil? I think there, there are. It might just yeah. be like, we have to cut them off somewhere. Like, we have to come up with some sort right. of criteria, and I suppose. And I feel like in Brazil, what we should maybe do, a lot of people do apply for residencies, mm -hmm. but a lot of people just start working right after graduation. Yeah. Um, I feel like what we should have is maybe having like an AVLI. We don't have even like okay, a gotcha. test. Okay, a national board exam, yeah. yeah. Exactly. I think we should definitely have So you have that. an exam to get into vet school, right, but, but not, not to get before, out. No, <laughs> gotcha. not before you, you graduate gotcha. for you to practice. So as long as you graduate with your diploma, you can practice mm -hmm. in Brazil. You Is there a licensure? Like, do you have to apply to get you a do. license? Yeah, okay. there's a license. But basically, but if you graduated, you get it. Yeah. Okay. But it's not like here, because each state has your own yeah. license. In Brazil, mm -hmm. since it's all yeah, the it's same. Yeah, it's all the same country. The, yeah, so we have one license, and you can practice anywhere. Yeah, you can yeah. practice anywhere. Crazy. It's very different. Yeah. Very different. Yeah. I do think we need to, you know, implement changes there. If yeah. First, it's too many, way too many vet schools. We need to stop that yeah. a little bit. It's too many, too yeah. many people every year. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Have you ever thought about going back and trying to, to you know, make some of those changes or be part, obviously you, you're not going to come in and wave a wand and be like, right. ta-da, it's fixed, but to go and, and advocate for those changes. Right. I, it's, there's a lot of politics involved. Uh, yeah, I imagine. So I, I, I do, that was my plan in the beginning, like yeah. learn everything from here and yeah. then going back. Yeah. Um, I don't know how, it's something I do yeah. keep in my mind. I just don't know how feasible that would right. be. Yeah. Because it's a lot of, uh, it's yeah. a lot of like big fish that we say like is involved and I don't know how easy Well, that and yeah, be. that's a huge, like it's a whole country. Right. That, like you, I mean, I imagine you're not the only one who's thinking that. But, right. Um, okay. Are there, are there groups or organizations that you think, um, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe Not that we're going to solve this right now, but like, well, you know, <laughs> you get some people together and you say, we're going to form our version of the AVMA, right? We're going right. to have the, the Brazilian Veterinary Medical Association and it starts from nothing and then eventually, you know, gains some traction and then one day it becomes recognized it and who knows? Yeah, I think it's a, you know, I think would be something we could do. Definitely. There's a... Um, the, you know, the Latin, Latin America mm -hmm. Emergency Critical Care Society, which yeah. involves Brazil and everything. So they started this... this um, Kind of specialty college. Right, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So they started stuff uh, like that down there. So I think it's definitely feasible. It's heading in that direction. There's will for people who say we want we want things to get better. Yeah. Have a standard and, yeah. and, and, and you know, help, you know, the students that are graduating yeah. and um, going, you know, from there. It's yeah. a it's a baby step. It's, it's yeah, going to take a long time. Yeah. And, I'm just always fascinated because, you know, I think it, it, it is really hard, right? Like this is your homeland. This is where your family is to, right. you know, um, you know, I, I think people can certainly relate to and understand the reasons why you would want to, you know, move on and say, I'm looking for something different. Um, but I can imagine that call to, to come home would, would be strong and, yeah. and always there. And it, it's a, it's a tough, it's a tough balance. So, I mean, I've worked with a lot of veterinarians from other countries over the years, um, mostly veterinarians from other countries in the U S and then, um, as I said, I, you know, spent some time in another country and I, I was not the only non-South African working at um, at the vet school there at the time. So there, you know, we had somebody from um, Portugal, a couple people from Israel. And, and so, you know, it's a very international profession in general, especially if you're in academia. Um, 
but people's, you know, reasons for moving around are so variable, but that, that call to go home is strong. Right. It's, so, it is very yeah. strong. And that's one, uh, not a debate, you know, I do think yeah. that about that very often. I can imagine. Um, how would things be? But then I, but would you feel fulfilled? Right. right. Like, that's you know, the, would you go back? You like, fear. you did all this work, you went right. all this way. And then and to just go back to right. what you were doing before, that and would I be mad. Yeah. And I do have, I have a lot of friends down there uh, veterinarians that graduated with me. And I always ask them because they, since I went to a public school, there are a lot of people that were not from the area. So uh -huh. they moved there because it was a public and everything. So I always talk to them because each one of them went back to, you know, where they're from. So gotcha. I asked them where, how is How's it going? Medicine, how is everything there? Yeah. Yeah, no, they're telling uh, the same stories yeah. that were what you experienced right so yeah. i'll say let's wait a little longer see how things are gonna be yeah. you know and, and try to get more even more experience here getting better and yeah. then you can come back stronger i would say yeah um yeah. but it's something i definitely think about in the future going back yeah um you know to stay close yeah figure, uh, figure things out yeah, who knows but take, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah life happens time. and right. who knows what'll what'll happen right. between then and then that unknown future but right we never know we never know yeah. what it's gonna be well oh, we're excited that you're here now right i'm glad that it's working out and yeah <laughs> that's um and then you know are you i met, are you like just waiting around to get like a random email or facebook message from somebody else in brazil to be like hey oh i've got it you've already gotten yeah, that that's I've already happened so, so there what, was yeah. a girl that i what was her name I forgot her name, but she did found me uh, through the Virginia Tech website. Yeah. And she she emailed me and she asked, she did exactly, exactly. what I did. Yes. <laughs> I told her, I even said, you were doing exactly what I did. Yeah, that's why she reached out. She's like, you did what I want to do. Right. And that's something I promised myself because I, yeah. I faced a lot of people that, even Brazilians that were like, when I came here to visit yeah. and I met people and they were like, well... It's not going to work. You're not going to be able to come here. So Ugh. just find a good place in Brazil and just stay there. Yeah. And it wasn't one or two. It was a lot was of a them. Lot I was of like, people. if you was like, but you did it. You yeah. You're here. So it's not yeah. impossible. Yeah. Let me try. Exactly. Can I try? Yeah. And my theme was always like the, you know, mainly for letters of reference. I was like, the no, I've already have it. If I ask, I may get a, yeah. Exactly. So try. If you try. don't ask and they say, no, you're in the exact same position you were before you asked. Right. Try it. Yep. Try it and see. And I told this girl, I was like, I told her, so that's what I did. And, you know. People are going to tell you. Right. You don't can't listen. Do it. And Good. if you yeah. really want it, Keep just trying. come. Right. Yeah. And Keep I trying. even said, I don't know how, you know, if we can visit here. And I said, well, I need to see how it works yeah. here. If you want to visit, I can see if we can yeah. have you. And, um, you know, other places too. Just, but you just, responded. Step one, you responded, right. which is huge, right? right. Um, and then you said, hey, I don't know if your path is gonna, what it's going to look like, but, you know, at least giving her some hope. Like, yeah, you know, I had a lot of people tell me, nah, it's not going to work and they were wrong. Right, exactly. So you need to You, need you to can prove try. people wrong too. Right, exactly. Because if you don't try, you're going to regret it. And then right. tap, yep. you miss, gonna, it's you like know. a It's like a saying, you miss all of the shots you don't take. Right, exactly. Yeah, there's another idiom. I know try. I love I love all the idioms. I use so many idioms <laughs> and when we're working together and it's like, what are you talking about? Right. I always <laughs> what ask, does that like, one mean? I don't know, acronyms and you know. Yeah. Oh, I was telling like, a student just now, like just before we recorded this, that to give the patient some TLC. Right. And I was and like, what, was is like that? what is that? I was like, tender, loving care. <laughs> She's like, that's weird, but okay. <laughs> like, it's a 
nice one. But I was like, I've never heard it before. So there's yeah. a lot of things. Apparently, I use a lot more acronyms and idioms than the average person. Maybe I don't maybe. know. Maybe I, I hear you I'm getting talk old. a lot, but I was like, I think I, it's I, I'm getting old. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's no. like an old person thing to do. <laughs> of course not. But I ask you, like, what does that mean? I don't know. Yeah, no, I love it when you ask. It's so <laughs> fun. I was like, oh yeah, and then it's like, well, where did that come from? I am actually usually interested in like where some of those random phrases come from, and really? you look them up, and sometimes you're like, that doesn't make any sense, and sometimes it's really interesting. But um, anyhow, that's uh, funny. So, well, yeah. Anna, this it, it's been really fun kind of hearing your story um, and nice. learning about um, your your journey here in the U.S. And I'm excited that it's been working out so far. Right. Um, and uh, yeah, so best of luck moving forward. But maybe yes. you'll stick around in the U.S. for, for yeah, a bit longer. Yeah, definitely will. And I appreciate the time that you gave me here. Thank course, you yeah, for been... everything. And I'm very grateful for everything. Fun I to have you on the show. Thanks Thank a lot. Thank you. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.